0: Hey everyone, welcome to What's Up with Pastor Chuck and a Happy New Year. We're in the year 2020 now, super excited for what God has in store for us. Well, today Pastor Chuck has a guest with him, it's Pastor Noah, and uh, they're going to tackle a pretty interesting question. Stay tuned. Hey everybody, welcome to What's Up with Pastor Chuck, and we are kicking off the new year with I think one of the most interesting podcast uh, we've done up till date. And and the reason I'm saying that is because I've been asked this question over and over. And I think it's one you're going to want to know the answer to. Here's the question. Are there animals in heaven? Uh, I was at Dunkin Donuts talking to uh, Sylvia, who works there. And she said, hey, I just got a random question for you. She goes, Pastor Chuck, uh, will I see my dog in heaven? And uh, I gave her my answer, what we're going to get into in a minute. And she was intrigued. And then I found out later that her and her friends were discussing it. And I found out more people were discussing it. And then I thought, we've got to talk about this. So Tracy and I talked about it. And I said, you know, I don't want to do this one alone. Uh, I want to bring in Pastor Noah, who loves God, loves God's word, and loves animals. He has three dogs. And, uh, and and so I thought, let's talk together about why we believe what we believe. So, Noah, I ask you the question, do you believe uh, just personal belief, do you believe there'll be animals in heaven?
1: I do believe that there'll be dogs, but not cats.
0: <laughs> Which I love. Yeah. By the way, Tracy's here with us, and Tracy's a cat. She loves cats, and she loves dogs. Her dogs bite. Uh, so do mine. Yeah. But here's the thing. You know what's interesting? Uh, in, in That's a fun joke, but Peter Kreeft... Uh, who's one of the heads of philosophy at Boston College and a a Christian. Uh, Peter Kreeft is a very respected philosopher. He believes beyond a shadow of a doubt that that animals go to heaven. But what I was hearing him write, what he said and when he wrote, he goes, I believe without a shadow of a doubt I'll see my cat in heaven. And so even when we joked about that, but that was interesting. And then Kreeft said that C.S. Lewis believed animals would be in heaven. Mm -hmm. And I thought, wow, so I believe it, you believe it. Um, and, and I know there are people who don't, uh, so let me give you a passage of scripture that I think is very interesting. Uh, and it says in Ecclesiastes three, 19 to 21, and I'll, we'll try to call out the scripture for you to write them down and have them, or you can email and we'll give them to you. But Ecclesiastes three, 19 to 21, which is Solomon's diary. He's writing about things that he went through and felt. And he says, for the fate of the sons of men and the fate of beasts is the same. Now I want to stop there for a second. The fate of the sons of men and the fate, uh, fate, fate of beasts or animals is the same. Then he says, as one dies, uh, so the other dies. Indeed, they all have the same breath. And their word breath there is a Hebrew word, ruach, meaning they all have the same spirit. So according to Solomon, uh, Noah, you and I, and Tracy, we have, all have the same spirit. Uh, meaning we all have life, we have the spirit of life, but animals have that same spirit of life. It's the same thing, and it says, there's no advantage for a man over a beast, all is vanity. And he, at that point in his life, just didn't see any good in life. He goes on to say, all go to the same place. Now, I want to stop there, okay? So we all, do we believe that we go to heaven? Well, he says, well, we all, the animals and beasts, go to the same place uh, as humans. And then it goes, all came from dust, all returned to dust, And then it says, who knows that the spirit or ruach or breath of a man ascends upward and the spirit and the ruach or the breath of a beast descends downward to the earth. Solomon said, hey, I don't know. I don't know. But I'm going to say it doesn't make sense, Solomon said, because I know in the end we all go to the same place. So that would have been Solomon's point of view, the wisest man besides Jesus who ever lived. And uh, yet... um, I know, Noah, you and I, man, we're passionate that God's words are ultimate authority. So um, it's okay that we have opinions, but whenever you and I have an opinion, we always go to Scripture. So you've been looking at some Scripture about this. Let's talk about what we believe the Scriptures say uh, regarding our animals in heaven. Go ahead.
1: I, uh, I believe that we serve a God that never changes. And when he first started out with creation, he said that everything was good, including the animals. You know, he looked at man and created him in his image and, uh, and saw that it was very good. But I believe that because God saw that from the very beginning, he included animals, that animals were important to him. We see in the flood that he saved the animals, you know, and uh, God's always had a special place in his heart, for animals, and, like I said earlier, except for cats. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding and um and I love this because after after the flood, we see a promise that was given to uh, to Noah in Genesis chapter nine, verse sixteen. It says, When the bow is in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. When God made the promise, it was for all creation, and uh, it was his original purpose in the beginning to create men and women and animals alike.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I want to glance at that verse real quickly. I'm going to look it up um, because I've been very intrigued with another Hebrew word we've been looking at. Let's see, Genesis 9, 6, you just quoted. Um,
1: And I think the whole heart behind it is that throughout the Bible, he's always considered the animals.
0: What was that, Genesis? Genesis
1: chapter 9, verse 16.
0: 16. Okay, good, good, good. So, um, yeah, let me look at this. So, the Hebrew word there for creature, that's what I thought, is the Hebrew word is a Hebrew word nephesh. I may be saying that a little off, but the word nephesh literally means soul. Wow. Now, I think that's very interesting, uh, because uh, here in this verse you just quoted, it says that God has uh, made an everlasting covenant between God and every living soul or every living creature. And you're accurate in saying that that includes the animals that were in the ark. Because, no, this gets me. Genesis 1.20 and Genesis 1.24, when God's creating in things and saying it's good, and you brought that up, it says uh, in verse 20, then God said, let the waters team with swarms of living creatures, but the word is literally souls. So every, uh, he says, let the waters team with living souls in them. Let the birds fly above the earth in the open expanse of heaven. And then in verse 24, it says, Then God said, "Let the earth bring forth living souls, or living creatures, after their kind." And then He defines them: cattle and creeping things. By the way, that means spiders have souls. (laughs) Uh, Creeping things or lizards or whatever, and beasts of the earth after their kind. And it was so. So I would say that beyond a shadow of a doubt, if you ask the question, "Does an animal have a soul?" The Bible clearly says it does. Uh, Revelation 8, 9, by the way, uh, actually uses the word psyche or soul for talking about animals. Um, so it's interesting that if we were to say, do they have souls? Well, the, the literal Hebrew, the literal Greek says they do. Um, so in my mind... Uh, if the question is, do animals go to heaven? I'm not 100%, but I think it's true. Do they have souls? For sure. Absolutely. Yeah, there's no way around that.
1: Yeah, I think uh, that's one of the things that I wrestled with. Do our animals go to heaven? I don't know, but I do see that God cared for the animals, and we will see them in heaven. Whether that's our pet in my lab that I no longer have, uh, I'm not I'm not sure that I've landed on any of that. but. Um, what I do see is that God cared for animals and he's just so intentional with his creation. Uh, and it really shows the heart of our father, you know, and then we see also in the in the millennial kingdom that uh, when Jesus returns, that he's going to return on a horse. OK, yeah, he's he's on an animal. But it also says that in that day in Isaiah chapter 11, verse six, it says in that day, the wolf and the lamb will live together. The leopard will lie down with the baby goat. The calf and the yearling will be safe with the lion, and the little child will lead them all. The cow will graze near the bear. The cub and the calf will lie down together. The lion will eat hay like a cow. The baby will play safely near the hole of a cobra. Yes, a little child will put its hand in the nest of a deadly snake without harm. Nothing will hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain, for as the waters fill the sea, so the earth will be filled with people who know the Lord." And, um, and I love that because uh, in Isaiah chapter 66, it also talks about a new heaven and a new earth. And I believe he's going to restore what happened in paradise in Genesis chapter one, that all things would be made new, including
0: our animals. Yeah, I, I think you're right with that. So here's the other thing you're bringing out really good, because um, Isaiah 11 is referring to the millennial reign of Christ. Matter of fact, uh, just kind of a quick commercial. In September, we're going to do the book of I- or go through the whole book of Isaiah, and um, Isaiah has more about the millennial reign of Christ than any other book of the Bible, including Revelation. Uh, but in that passage you quoted, it is clear. It is just a fact that when God restores the millennial reign of Christ on earth, almost the Garden of Eden on earth, all the animals will be there, and we'll have an incredible relationship with those animals. And so we can say two things now. We can say, number one, animals have souls. We know the Bible teaches that. Two, that just like there'll be people during the millennial reign, it's, it's God's will, there'll be animals, and we'll have a restored relationship with the animals in the millennial reign. So we know that's true. So let's go to the third one. You sat, talked about Jesus in coming back. And what did you say he's going to ride? He's going to ride a horse,
1: and we're all going to ride horses with him when we when he returns.
0: Okay, yeah. So there's no doubt it says that. Yeah. So clearly, clearly says in Revelation 19, 11 to 14, that when Jesus returns, he'll return on a horse, actually a white horse. And then it says in verse 14, and the armies which are in heaven, which is all of us, all of us who are raptured to be with him, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, were following on, and it says white horses, right? Girl, yeah. Okay, so I believe that that's literal. Do you believe that's literal? I do. Okay, I do too. So if that's literal, then there's horses in heaven. Yeah, so I mean, there can't be any other way around it. No. And so if you don't believe it's literal, you could say, well, he's returning as a returning conqueror, pictured as a horse, and it's symbolic— But that doesn't make any sense to me when you read the passage, because then it keeps talking about more horses and talks about the way Jesus comes. And also, I want you to remind everybody, when Jesus revealed who he was the first time, I'm going to set you up. He came riding what? On a donkey. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, yeah. A fulfillment of the book of Zechariah. Yeah. So Zechariah said the Messiah would reveal himself coming riding on a donkey. And, and so the interesting thing, a donkey was coming as a sign of peace. When they ride a horse, he comes as a sign of what?
1: Of conqueror? A yeah. conqueror, victory. I was going to say victory, yeah. yeah.
0: So now, Noah, you and I together, the first time he came, was it literal on a donkey? It was a literal. Yeah, so why would it not be literal the second time? Yeah, Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, so I'm going to say that unless you can show somehow that there aren't horses in heaven. By the way, I don't think anybody can show biblically they're not animals. You can't show anywhere that says there's not. um, But you definitely can show that there were horses here in this particular passage without a doubt. And so if there are horses, why would there not be dogs, and, and other animals, and Tracy, even a cat, <laughs> and and have that. Yeah, so, and if there weren't, I
1: think it would go against his nature, though, because in the beginning, he created everything good, including the animals, and this was before the fall, and it says there will be a new heaven and a new earth, and uh, it's consistent with the Bible that there would be animals there.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 and also the other thing I go back to is, in the end, we know that um, 1 Timothy 1.5, Noah's an incredible teaching pastor on our staff says the goal of our instruction is love. It's love. Yeah. yeah, it is love. So everything we do comes down to love because God loves love. God is love. God created love. Uh, but interestingly, one of the things I've been intrigued with is that science, uh, you know, the Bible says that animal has a soul. Science has shown, this is wild, science has shown that at least dogs, <laughs> I'm sorry, Tracy, I don't know anything. about <laughs> cats. I, I have not seen one study on cats. Unless not it's one. a big cat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dogs actually have love. Now, you've experienced that happening with your dogs. Absolutely. But yeah, the the BBC, Science America, and Discovery Magazine all report research that dogs, are you ready for this, mirror their owners when they have a loving relationship because they have something called mirror neurons in their brains, which is God put in our brain, and that's part of how you connect with somebody like you and Viv and you and your kids connect together with mirror neurons. Um, Like, I know you've experienced with your daughter, Selah, you've looked at her sometimes and her face and your face lights up yeah 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 and and you light up and she lights up more and haven't you seen that with your dogs yes all the time yeah well here's what's interesting Uh, there was a study done in 2014 in budapest using mri imaging on dogs (laughs) there's a difference between their (laughs) insurance system and ours you need to understand that (laughs) because their dogs could get mris um but here's what i want you to know they did MRI studies on dogs, and they found that not only do the dogs have true affection, doing imaging on their brain. By the way, for their masters more than they have for other dogs, they found that even when two dogs are affectionate, it is a heightened when they do it to the um, a person who's a loving person. And that, but they also found using the imaging that dogs have strong bonding to their masters. So we would all probably know that's true. Science is proving that's true. But where I'm going back to is so. If God created an animal to love, why would he just extinguish it from existence? You know, so, you know, I actually, uh, and we don't have to ever, you know, I think I it's wise to say we don't know everything, but I fully expect to see uh, the animals I've had in heaven. Um, some wanting to pay me back. <laughs> <laughs> that is really funny. Yeah. So thinking about your dogs, do you see the love and affection and all of that?
1: Oh, 100%. I really do. uh, um, One of them follows me everywhere. The other one follows Sayla and the other one just is indifferent, and I think he has ADD. But, um, yeah, I see that they're super loving, and um, they're called a man's best friend for a reason. Yeah. And you brought up a great point. I had no idea that uh, it was a psychological thing as well.
0: Yeah. One of the things they um, found in in this two different studies that I thought I'm so intrigued with is because I'm big on mirroring. Tracy, by the way, knows that. And uh, I started learning to watch people when someone is struggling to be able to mirror someone. Usually it's a neurological issue, believe it or not, that can be healed. Neuroplasticity is the healing of the brain can happen. Uh, But to know that's in animals, too, is pretty intriguing. And to know what happens, they've done a study that when you and your dog look at each other, not stare down, but you look at each other in an affectionate way, your brains begin to mirror each other actually in their imaging, which is a bond. I mean, think about that. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, one last verse I want to bring up, because you said something really important, is that God cares for animals. Mm -hmm. God also says a righteous person cares for animals. Uh, Proverbs 12, verse 10 says, A righteous man has regard for the life of his animal, but even the compassion of the wicked is cruel. And I think it's very interesting that one way to spot a person who's truly righteous is they care for animals. They actually show a care. And, And you know this, and I know this, that Uh, In the Garden of Eden, one of the jobs that God gave before the fall, in other words, it was a God-given calling, was to care for the the, um, garden, but to care for the animals in it. To the point of, and I think this is interesting, what was the first thing God told him to do? To name the animals. To name them. Yeah. Yeah, in other words, to see them as so unique to each other that he had to give them a name. You know, so I'm sure he gave a name. The species is probably the most important one. I'm not so sure it wasn't an actual name beyond that. You know, so, uh, but no matter what, it's been fun. So where you at is, tell everybody again, you believe.
1: That animals will be in heaven. And I believe it's because God cared for all creation. And in fact, even when Jesus walked the earth, he shared that, um, uh, in, in Luke chapter 12, verse six, it says, are not five sparrows sold for two cents, yet not one of them is forgotten by God. And it really showcases that if God could care for animals, he cares for every single human being. And um, it's it's just his heart. And I do believe that we will see all animals in heaven.
0: Hey, you know what? I forgot about that verse. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought it up. I did forget about it. But Jesus, and he also said, none falls to the ground the Father doesn't well, see. Yeah. In that wild. Um, so, all right, I believe it too. Tracy hasn't been able to, she's not on a microphone right now. And if she was, she would have had a problem with the cat thing. But, um, but That's
1: why she doesn't have a mic. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but I, I know that uh, I, I think uh, Tracy, I'm thinking, believes it too. Uh, you might say, are there anybody on staff who doesn't believe it? Well, the Bible says a righteous man cares for the animal. So they would be, uh, no, I'm kidding. That's not, <laughs> that's not true. Uh, there, there's some people on our staff who would not probably agree with us. And I, uh, the reason I wanted you and I on wasn't because I wanted an agreement, I wanted you and I on because one of the things I could trust Noah to do, and he always does, is go to scripture, go to scripture, go to scripture. And if you are a college-age person, if you're 18 to 30 years old, man, I'll tell you where you need to be on Thursday nights, is you need to be at SIA. You've got to be at SIA, because you're going to not only have incredible fellowship, you're not only going to have a place of love and care, but you're going to have a a pastor-teacher who goes to scripture and teaches you to be able to go to the scriptures and be able to do that on your own. And so uh, this year, uh, We want to see Sia uh, uh, continue to thrive, which it's thriving and moving. We're praying for more revival. We're praying for more of you to go. So if you haven't shown up on a Thursday night at 7.30, 7.30, right? Then you got to be there. Uh, You got to be there. So, all right. So we're coming back next week with my wife, Pam. And we're going to talk about a very heavy topic. Uh, Pam is going to talk about... Um, why she felt God was calling her to share her testimony uh, in this weekend service that's coming up, and the heartache she went through and the healing she experienced. And uh, I want you to hear more in depth on that. So uh, get ready for that. Next week is Pam. And then the week after that is really fun. Uh, We're going to have a podcast, right now it looks like, uh, with one of the teachers in our school who teaches uh, science and biology. And he's going to give you very valid reasons why uh, the creation account is true scientifically and also why evolution, the way evolutionary creationism is not true. Evolution can be true, but evolutionary evolutionary creationism is not. So big podcast coming this year. Have a great, great day. Bye. I just want to say that for the record, my cat shows me love and affection too. But I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast today. If you have any questions or any feedback, you can email Chuck at Chuck at crossroadschurch dot com and stay tuned for next week's podcast. Have a great day.